Hello and welcome to Christmas Clatter, the monthly podcast that discusses Christmas news, entertainment, gifts, decorating, and everything that makes Christmas special. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Email us at christmasclatterpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, christmasclatterpodcast.com. Leave a voicemail or a text at 573-290-2477. And remember, voicemails may be used in a future episode. Welcome again to Christmas Clatter Podcast. I'm Todd Killian. And welcome to this special bonus episode of Clatter Chatter. Just a simple Q&A episode. I put out the call on social media here a week or so ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, asking for questions that you might want answered. And also putting a Firestones Presents Your Favorite Christmas Music Volume 4 vinyl record out for a giveaway for anybody that asked a question and I'll announce the winner of that at the end of this episode. Just a quick reminder, a regular episode of Christmas Clatter will be releasing on the 15th. I have a special guest that's joining me. His name is Ben Sissel. He's a filmmaker now. He's done lots of different things. You may know him if you grew up like I did through the mid-90s. Church youth groups, you would know Mr. Ben Sissel as the drummer of the band Audio Adrenaline. Look forward to that Christmas conversation with Ben Sissel on the 15th with the regular podcast episode. Also on the 15th during the podcast, there will be a big, big podcast announcement. Hopefully you don't want to miss. So I'll just leave that there. So let's get into our questions and answers. Our first question is from Noel. Why did you decide to create a podcast? Let's see if I can make a long story short. A few years back, uh, I was at work, I was listening to podcasts that was getting close to Christmas time, and I thought, there's got to be podcasts about Christmas because there's podcasts about everything. So I searched my trusty podcast app on my phone, found Mr. Brian Earl at Christmas Past, found Tim Babs at Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast, found the elves over at Tis the Podcast, they were just starting out, and I found several others. Then Dwayne Bailey put out Tinsel Tunes and... I was just like, man, I can't get enough of this year-round Christmas content. I wish there was a way I could be fully submerged in the Christmas year-round. And it just kind of hit me one day. Why don't you start a podcast that focuses on Christmas and the way you see it? So I rolled around some ideas in my head and kind of brainstormed it on a little bit. You know, what was I going to do? What was going to be about? How was going to be formatted? A name which is terribly hard to figure out as a good Christmassy name. I contacted uh, Brian Earl, who helped me more than I can ever explain and getting rolling. In my mind's eye, kind of what I saw was just a, a Christmas podcast that would just in the end maybe bring a, a little bit of that Christmas hope to somebody every month. I talk a lot about hope, and generally speaking, I, I feel that one thing that really plagues society in America today is not everyone feels as valued as they should be. And if my little podcast about Christmas can help someone feel a true sense of hope and a true sense of value like they matter, then that's why I started the podcast. 
I took the mantra from uh, Anthony, Tom, and Julia at Tis the Podcast. If no one ever listened to Christmas Clatter, I'd still be putting out episodes. I just enjoy I just enjoy it that much. That's just kind of a long way around the barn there to get to your to your answer, and I'm not even sure if that's a complete answer, but uh, that's just kind of my thoughts and feelings on that. Our next question comes from Jason. How did Santa leave your gifts as a child? Wrapped or unwrapped? Wrapped. Santa always wrapped the gifts. Santa still wraps the gifts. I don't want to say I can't stand it. You know how a dog, when a dog doesn't understand something, it kind of does that head tilt thing? Like, what? Every time I see uh, the unwrapped presents under the tree, I just kind of do the same head tilt thing. Like, where's the fun in that? I want to be surprised with every gift. I don't want to see them all at once. It's just too much to absorb. And when Santa comes at our house, we go very slow. It's not a big melee free-for-all. We have four kids, and so it's not a big melee free-for-all where everybody's just grabbing and ripping and tearing. We pass one present out, and everybody watches them open it and look at it. Don't not open it out of the box, but just open the the wrapping paper, and then we get everybody gets to see the reaction, and then we move on to the next. So it can take a little while for us to get through everybody sometimes, but that's the way we do it. And a, a second question here from Jason: Do you ever listen to any records that are Christmas stories? His personal favorites are Mickey's Christmas Carol and Scooby Doo exciting Christmas stories. I just recently picked up on vinyl a copy of A Christmas Carol um, presented by Lionel Barrymore. That's the only one I have now, but it's not that I'm against them or don't like them. It's just I haven't ran across many, and if I ever do, I will. When I was a kid, I had a little 45 record with a a storybook that went along with it of Mickey's Christmas Carol, and uh, you could like it basically just read the book to you, and I wore that thing out when I was a kid, and I wish I knew where it was now. I'm not sure whatever happened to that but i remember at christmas future and uh, scrooge mcduck getting thrown into the grave when i was a kid scared the bejesus out of me every time but i i made it through still but uh i had another record and storybook just like it it wasn't christmas but it was the empire strikes back and i both i got i believe i got both of those for christmas gifts one year along with a little record player that that played them Mary Ellen asks, when do you start playing Christmas music or do you ever stop? Well, I used to have this hard and fast rule that in July I would start playing Christmas music one day a week. And then after Labor Day, it was all on 100%. Christmas music is as much as I wanted. But this past year, for some reason, and I'm not sure why, I don't know if it was because I was a little busier or if the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas felt shorter I'm not sure what it was, but this past Christmas, I just felt like I didn't get enough Christmas music in my system. So I'm going through a transition here, Mary Ellen. I've just been listening to it whenever I feel like it. Normally what would happen is, you know, I'd do the once a week starting in July. And then once Labor Day hit, it was all on. And then once New Year's Day hit, I'd hit the uh, Michael Buble radio on Pandora or Google Play or spotify which would be great because it'd be all that crooner stuff and then there'd be a a christmas song thrown in here or there and it was just kind of like easing myself off the christmas music and then i'd be back to i guess quote-unquote normal but this year i just didn't feel like i got enough christmas music now i've been listening to it a couple times a week still and not all day it's just 
get the itch to hear a little bit and and i haven't really um like turned on the big playlist and just let it randomly shuffle i've been more focused on whole albums and listening to a whole album of you know of a particular artist so normally i'd say no i don't listen all year round but i think i'm in a transition to where i can honestly say yes it's it's on the table for year-round listen to Juliet asks, what are your favorite local Christmas events and traditions? My mom lives in Missouri, so I might be fishing for ideas. Okay. Well, Juliet, I don't know if we have, <laughs> I don't know if we have anything real special as far as local traditions and events. I mean, our town has the, uh, you know, parade of lights, usually the first, second weekend in uh, December. And then um, the town I live in is a an old railroad town with you know active railroad tracks through the middle of town uh it's real busy because it's one of the i believe don't quote me on this but i think it's the only railroad bridge between st louis and memphis that crosses the mississippi so we have a lot of train traffic a lot of train history here so we have this old caboose kind of in the middle of town and it's done up to be you know like a a historical kind of monument thing for people to walk up to and there's a, a little town a museum there and the past few years, our town has this parade of lights. We go through the town, all these lighted floats and stuff, and then everybody congregates at the caboose. And then the uh, elementary honor choir uh, from the local school, which is which is an excellent, excellent program, sings Christmas carols, and it's you know it feels it's not the whole town, but it feels like the whole town's there. And dare I say, it's a little bit hallmarky, and uh, but I like that I like that quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. So I don't really know if we have any special traditions or anything that's out of the norm. I really couldn't tell you unless, uh, you know, we could actually talk about, you know, your traditions and our traditions. Because to me, growing up around here, it's all normal. So I don't know if anything is is unusual compared to anywhere else. Mary asks, who's your favorite person to buy a Christmas present for? And Mary, this is very, very tricky. And I'm going to tell you probably the most cop-out answer I can give, but it's the most truthful answer. My favorite person to buy Christmas present for is, it depends. It just depends on what I get them. Sometimes I'll just nail a present for somebody and they're my favorite person to buy that for. Here a few years ago, I bought my dad a present and I was just over the moon excited because I just nailed it for him. There's been times I've nailed a present for my wife or a kid. I remember one time we bought my oldest son, Eli, a gift. Just nailed it. He opened it up and cried. He was so excited. You know, to get that kind of reaction is pretty awesome. It kind of depends on what the gift is. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think I'm more in love with just knocking out that that cool gift more than just, you know, one person to buy for. You know, to keep peace at the house, I should just say my wife. My wife's my favorite person to buy presents for. Bruce asks, did you have a working record player when you started collecting Christmas albums? No, I didn't. When I first got interested here, year, year and a half ago or so in uh, collecting vinyl, especially Christmas vinyl, my first stop was over at my parents in their attic. I pulled all their vinyl records out and I pulled my dad's old stereo from the 70s, early 80s out. Had these big pioneer floor speakers with like a 10 in each set and an eight and then a horn and big amplifier and this big nice turntable that you could put six 
records on and it would flip each side for you so you could just let records play for hours and it needed a little TLC. I was working on it. I found some new old stock for replacing the belts and stuff on it and some of the knobs and even the uh, 45 adapter. But the platter was stuck on too tight. And and most platters are kind of just on the surface, but this, this platter had a cylinder that ran all the way down to the belt. So the surface area that was stuck was a lot more than normal. I tried using heat you know wd-40 and and other kinds of lubricants to kind of get down in there and break up that that uh gunk that was all frozen in there and worked and worked and treated that thing and treated that thing and eventually i just gave up because i was afraid eventually i was just gonna break it and i didn't want to break it to where it was unrepairable so i kept the records and i boxed up all dad's old stereo equipment and replaced it back in the attic where it was and then uh, for Christmas that year, my wife bought me this little like suitcase record player, which is, is great. You know, sounded all right. It did what it needed to do. But here in just a few days, I will be upgrading to a much, much nicer turntable and stereo system so I can really enjoy all the music that comes out of those wonderful vinyl records. And our last question for our Christmas clatter chatter q a episode comes from dr gerald what's one thing you see every day that reminds you of christmas for me it's my baker nutcracker in my kitchen that's what dr gerald says one thing that i see every day that reminds me of christmas well recently on super bowl sunday i put up a uh, christmas tree in, in my little corner of the basement where i record the uh, podcast i uh, just felt like i wanted a tree in here and i keep Christmas decorations on and I have this little uh, ornament candy dish and some of my Christmas Funko Pops sitting on the desk uh, kind of keeps me in that Christmas mood when I want to come down here and see it I have my uh, 1968 Empire uh, blown mold Santa sitting down here that uh, mom and dad had when I was a kid so I have all those things that uh, remind me of Christmas um, my youngest daughter she's seven she has a um piece of holly that she colored and we taped it up on the top of her uh, door kind of like where you would hang mistletoe and that's still up there she doesn't want to take it down my oldest daughter still has her christmas tree up in her room she uh, she doesn't want to take it down so we just have christmas stuff just kind of scattered out throughout the house that kind of remind us of christmas every day and it's nice it's nice to see that stuff i don't know I don't know about you, but sometimes when I see something Christmassy, some Christmas decorations or something that something sitting around, I just feel like this decompression that goes on. It's like you can breathe and you can relax and you can be still. It's like a real calming effect for me when I see Christmas. It's like I just melt away into some different place and uh, takes a lot of stress off my shoulders, it feels like. So I'm going to leave you with this uh, question and please get a hold of me in social media. When you see Christmas decorations, how does it make you feel? Last but not least, have the announcement of our winner of Firestone's Presents Volume 4 vinyl record. I put all the names of everybody that submitted a question into a randomizer and drew a name. Dr. Gerald J. Case Blanchard, you are the winner of Firestone's Presents Your Favorite Christmas Music Volume 4 
vinyl record. I will get a hold of you and get your mailing address and get that sent off to you as soon as I can. Thank you for listening to the Christmas Clatter Podcast. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Visit our website, christmasclatterpodcast.com. Send me an email at christmasclatterpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a voice message or shoot me a text at 573-290-2477. If you could, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Facebook. And remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. Thank you for listening to the Christmas Podcast Network.